What's up, everyone? On our play for this week, new Mortal Kombat details rewind back time for the next entry. PlayStation-backed Deviation Games were hit with layoffs. Is this troubling for their upcoming game? We all praise Horizon, for Horizon Forbidden West for selling millions, even around the juggernaut of Elden Ring. New rumor of the PlayStation Showcase nails down a potential time and date. Well, not time, or more so date. Sort of a date, but we'll see. We'll talk about it. All this and more on Season 7, Episode 19 of Press X to Start Gamers Digest. And it's like, like the old PlayStation 2 load up. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Bad Choices, a.k.a. All Ravens, get ready. Our time is coming. I am joined by... Sean Ross. What the MF stand for? The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of I like that. The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> uh, last up but not least up. Hey everyone, it's me, Avery. Nailed it. Nailed it. As always, consistent. All right. That's who we are. And now you know that. Press and Start Gamers Digest is a video podcast that condenses the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour-long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube. Normally, it's every Sunday at 3 p.m., but this week is a little special because, of course, it's Mother's Day, so we're not going to do that. So here we are on Saturday, not at 3 p.m., but at 7.45-ish, 48 p.m. That's cool, though, because we're here to give you the news of this week. Oh, my God, I just switched my Discord thing. Okay, I just did it again. Whatever, doesn't matter. Don't forget, you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and the notification bell. If you are listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast services you are currently tuned in on. If you want to join us in our conversations, you can by joining our Discord at pressx2start.com slash Discord. That link will be in the description coming up very soon. See the little wink that I'm doing over here? I'm not winking at all. Anyways, now that we're done with all that and I've gotten all the jitters out of the way, Avery, save me by telling me what's happening in this past week of gaming. Uh yeah uh it it's uh, it's a big week for gaming uh whether big week for gaming whether we'll have what you want out of that big week is uh up debatable. in the air uh, completely debatable uh so just ignore the title of this podcast it's just it's just for clicks it's just, it's all it's all there for clicks it's all there for clicks. <laughs> Uh, I'll be talking about I'll be talking about uh, Tears of Kingdom next week. I, I started playing it. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I can yeah, I can always change that too. But yeah, I I'll be talking about that more next week. So go yeah, ahead, Avery. so yeah, in another week of Sony news, bad Sony news put in at a Friday afternoon. Yes. Uh, we got a story from Jordan Midler from BGC. PlayStation Bat Deviation Games hit with layoffs. The, st the studio is currently working on an original IP that will be published by Sony. Uh, there's multiple reads of this. Uh, but yeah, but I'm going to get to the meat of the story. Deviation Games was one of the first big studios that Sony announced that, hey, we're working with this studio for a new IP. Uh, it was a, one of the brand new AAA studios that formed up uh, they, their original deal was in 2021, uh, and they've been radio silent in regards to what their game actually is going to be. The only real information we've ever gotten is, I've ever seen from them, is just images of their studio. 
but yeah, uh, as far as I can yeah. tell, yeah, as far as I can tell, they have lost upwards of ninety members of their staff. Uh, How big was the staff? We'll get into that. What are your thoughts before I? I think I give my thesis on what may or may not happen. So, this is weird because it's like this was supposed to be part of, at least from my understanding, this is supposed to be a part of that calculation of like 10 live service games. So for them was to, I think so. Weren't they supposed to be making the first person shooter? Deviation I believe they're supposed to be, I think they were making a first person shooter. Whether that was going to be a multiplayer first person shooter, yeah. I don't know. But like I said, there's okay. not been much okay. information about deviation and what they've been making. So I think people right. just assume that, oh, if a PlayStation first party isn't making one of these multiplayer games, a second party deal must be involved. So yeah. 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 I mean, it's, 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 it's very, it's very weird because it is like, it sucks for these people that got laid off because, you know, obviously they were making something. But at the same time, it's kind of weird because, we don't know what that was. Like, as Avery said, the deal was made back in 2021. We've only got pictures of their studio, not even concept art of whatever game it's supposed to be. Like, I would imagine the timeline would be to show something for this year, but instead they're getting laid off. So it's just like, did something fall through? Did it just not come to fruition? It's just, it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It says it was an original AAA IP, I wonder. Yeah. What have they put out before? They're a brand new studio. Yeah. Oh well. Oof. So what do you, what do you what do you think this is about, Avery? Okay, so if we combine this with the uh, media monocle shifting away from dreams, uh, mm -hmm. we combine this with the shutting down of Pixel Opus, uh, and specifically what the information we got from Sony. The read I get from this is that they, as a studio which with over 100 devs strong, were working on this game with Sony funding. Sony saw the game eventually and said, ooh, this is not what we want and we don't want to release mm -hmm. this. And then that left that, they lost that funding. And then as a direct result, they lost uh, the ability to retain the majority of their staff. That is uh, uh, based on what we heard from the Pixel Opus that Sony does a regular re uh, review of these uh, of all their projects to see the short-term and long-term uh, goals. Viability. Uh, that is odds are the game they're working on has been ended with Sony and they can't yeah. recuperate uh, uh, without the Sony backing. There is there uh, add more in adding more in that the two other studios that Sony made these deals with uh, Fire Walk and Haven Studios were both yeah. acquired by PlayStation and Deviation was they had the exact same they're in the exact same time frame but they weren't added into the they weren't part of these partnership deals. Uh, uh, yeah, and then a the more generous read, the more generous read is that whatever uh, whatever game they're working on is is close to being finished. They're just in the polishing state of it, and as a direct result, the amount of devs they fucking built up over time, they don't need them anymore. And which is a real yeah. thing that happens in games. Ninety people is not normally not that amount. So yeah, that's yeah. yeah. When you say generous, you're saying very very generous. Um, very yeah. Generous. yeah. Uh, yeah, especially so, them I'm, being over a hundred yeah. strong and then yeah, losing I'm, ninety I'm, is yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it will. It's uh once again, as always, it's always rough for new devs to uh, fall apart like this. 
Uh, yeah. Not dev, new devs, but devs in general to just fall apart like this. And in a perfect world, there'd be infinite amount of money and infinite amount, and games would be everywhere. So like, no, anyone who wanted to support their dreams could spend godly, godly amounts of money and time to put out the best quality game that they can. But that's not here or there. This is a brand new studio. Expecting them to make something perfect, especially making some something on yeah. the level of what Sony wants to put out, was always going to be a tough sell. Uh, yeah. And in the wake of a lot of AAA teams, brand new AAA teams coming out with games that are just kind of not it, but kind of like in the wake of games like, like Cluster Protocol is a great example of a game that like is one of these types of games where brand new studio, brand new IP comes out and to middling reviews. And so I think right. they were uh, they were on the precipice of this. I also want to clarify some things because uh, I spent a lot of time on Twitter and. Uh, Elon Musk has fucked up everything. So now I get a, now every time I show any interest in any video game st- shit, I get tons of console war fanboys just in my feed, just really? talking about yeah, talking about a lot of Xbox people, super angry that like when everything that's been going on for the last I don't know three or four months of Xbox happened, why is everyone saying Xbox is doing why is it doom and gloom for Xbox? But when this 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 and this happens for PlayStation. Uh, people aren't saying doom and gloom, so I kind of want to address that yeah. because it actually it's been annoying me the amount of times I want to I've seen this. Number one, yeah. they mentioned layoffs at Bungie. Uh, as far as I'm aware, I did my I looked up into this. There was only there's only been one person on Twitter who works at Bungie talking about oh I got laid off. It's not a mass layoff. It's not a series right. of layoffs. It, uh, yeah. they, they talked about it as, a, as it being a restructuring, so it's not even necessarily that they uh, large people laid off and someone yeah, else put it. Yeah. And then uh, uh, people in the industry pointed out that if there was actually mass layoffs of Bungie, we would all know about it at this time. And if we didn't, Jason Schreier would have told us yep. at some point in <laughs> the time. So that is a weird <laughs> Xbox false flag that kind of want to get stomped out of the ground. Sony spent a lot of money to make sure that Bungie could maintain its devs going forward. So I don't think that's happening. And as far as I can tell, I've seen Bungie people looking out for job listings. So mm-hmm. there's one. Uh, there's the uh, shutting down of Pixel Opus. We've talked about this. It was a 19-person studio. It's, it objectively sucks, but from a corporate standpoint, in comparison to what the Xbox people are saying is something that should be looking down at Sony. It, it, Sony didn't kill off thousand jobs from two of their three of their biggest studios after yeah. after a couple of failures. This is a game where this team had four years to make a good game after their last good game. Couldn't couldn't do it, and Sony reevaluated it, and it sucks. And I, uh, I I I hope these devs get out and find better work. Uh, the deviation story. Sony doesn't own the studio. This is a second party right. studio. Yep. Essentially, what has happened? This is, and as far as I can tell, if they as a studio weren't, if this is the this is the weird uh, wild west we have with all these brand new AAA devs that have showed up. If you don't have your funding, AAA AAA dev is uh, expensive, and if you don't have the revenue and funding, odds are your studios aren't going to survive very long. So, like, yeah. if this studio couldn't survive without being a acquired by Sony or b having Sony funding to finish this game, and it's an unfortunate reality of video game business as it, as it as it stands. And it's one one hundred percent not Sony's fault that this happened. And yeah, we don't know how they were managing the money and all that good stuff. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I part so, of me yeah. feels like oh, so you're in. Continue. No, my final thought with Xbox fans. I know you're having a rough time rough time you're looking for any wins in your console war fights of parody but <laughs> we are not <laughs> the same 
<laughs> oh god <laughs> we are not the same um, unfortunately right we only ever see the end result we're not seeing the process of how they got there uh this could have been i don't want to say well deserved that's the wrong term but you know what i mean yeah this could have been this their final been chance a, this could have been like... a resource mismanagement and Y'all ain't yeah. showing us nothing good for us to continue throwing money at this, so you know, blase. Like, I mean, I'm I might be talking a little out my ass, but like, I feel like it doesn't take. Well, I guess if you're working from the ground up, it might take two years to build a prototype, but it it shouldn't really take that long to build a prototype. Mm-hmm. So, especially in the wake of Redfall, which hey, I'm gonna drag Xbox fans for a bit because I this entire conversation was started by your discourse. That game, been, that game probably should have been canceled at some point during its development, yeah. the way it looks now. So, like, if Sony didn't like this game and think it didn't meet up to their, their to the gaming year standards that they have, yep. that is Sony being smart with its dump truck of money that's throwing around in the game industry in order to maintain a prominence. Yeah, yeah. Like we can't put our really name on truly, this. Exactly. That, that's that, that's what it boils down to. Like, really and truly, like this. This story is going to drag Sony for about three or four days, and like that's it. And then everyone's going to move on because. And then if of... there's any if there's any tea to be spilled about what happened with this game, we'll get a Jason Schreier report in a couple of weeks, and then we'll figure out what's going on at the studio. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we'll I see. actually I guarantee no one's going to talk about this if once the the showcase thing happens. Like everyone's going to put a focus Ooh, on that because it's going to be like, oh my god, look at all these new games. Oh my god, oh my god. So. Yeah, it's just people reacting to stuff. That's all. So, yeah. Our next bit of story is sticking on the Sony train, which is going to be on for a little bit. So stick with it. I'm sorry, Xbox fans. I'm, I'm sure there is an Xbox-centric podcast that you could be listening to right now. And or I'm pretty sure Jordan may have some a secret Xbox podcast that he does every once in a while. Why It's why he's not on the show all the time when we're talking about PlayStation news. But I'm pretty sure that's what he's doing right now. Uh, but... Uh, in our next bit of Sony story, Sony I was going to say the Clippy podcast, but that's just me. Clippy. Terrible. terrible. I mean, I would prefer Clippy to this Bing AI that's fucking on my PC. <laughs> yes. They put a robot into my computer. I'm not happy about this. Uh, uh, this is from George Yang. Horizon Forbidden West sells 8 million units as franchise passes 32 million. So there was oh. a big anniversary post from Gorilla where they came out and said, hey man, Horizon, this game that is essentially as a franchise, is four years old, has launched, has sold 32 million units. And they revealed oh, yeah. that Horizon Forbidden West, the game that a large segment of the uh, community was like, oh, came out during Elden Ring. It, it's going to have no one talking about this. This game, no one cares about this game. Sold in, the, in its gear time about 8.4 million units, which is I am genuinely surprised by. I kind of wish Sony had talked about this more earlier, but I guess they wanted to say this is more of a Guerrilla Games thing so they could uh, yeah. talk about themselves. Yeah. Uh, and for context, uh, these are the numbers that Sony's been trying to get with these modern games. Mm-hmm. Like they, Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn is a brand new IP, and between the release, the uh, uh, re- uh, before between the release. And then the PC release, it, it's over 20 million, 20 million units, which is on par with some of the highest 
selling games right now, and it's a brand new IP, which is the strength of both the PlayStation uh, ecosystem and how good that game is yeah. as a whole. I think I want to put this into context, but this is not uh, throw shade. It's just a comparison. I think I think the number is that Halo is somewhere. Oh, I think I need to actually get this exact number. Yeah, but no, this that's is pretty just, good because uh, yeah, Elden Ring sold twenty million. No, I'm, I mean... I'm, using, I'm, I'm using Halo because it's a, be- a better metric. It's comparing Horizon to Elden Ring is a weird apples to apples to orange. Uh, apples to oranges thing, especially when we had that. Oh, Elder Ring has sold twenty million. Horizon for Ring West only eight point four. But this one, this uh, uh, Halo in its uh, since twenty eleven has sold eighty one million units in all through, between mm. all of the games. Okay, as a franchise. Oh, wow. Horizon is a good. brand new IP that that was released at least four or five years ago. Is at thirty two mm-hmm. million. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, really the cool. reason I throw Elden Ring out there is because it was multi-platform. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West was only on one platform. Yeah, I, that's why I brought up Halo as a better metric because yeah, yeah. I mean, again, like this is impressive. This is great news, and again, this goes to the strength of PlayStation exclusive, the strength of Guerrilla Games for just producing a very, very good game, and it, it looks, it's still has the best looking NPCs to date. Like I, I honestly can't even think of another the game that's en- like the Dexmet engine goes hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sony for the most part so let their devs cook until they yeah, see well. some bullshit and they're just like this ain't this ain't getting <laughs> that for approval. Yeah. yeah right. I think Sony uh, as a portfolio video game portfolio holder has done a good enough job of recognizing talent and putting that pushing that talent in the right direction and not micromanaging their studios down paths where the studio may may not have any real interest. Uh, you can tell because like in an era where they as a company needed uh, uh, portable games, only a couple of their first party studios were working on portable games. None of the others were expected to make one. Uh, in, a, in an era where they need to sell VR. Most of their studios are like, do you want to make VR? Not really. I, you're not making VR games. So it's very yeah, much yeah. a designer first uh, mantra with them. And I think yeah. it's what's allowed them to build this portfolio that they currently have, as well as the... Because uh, trust me, it, is, it, is, it has been a rough road as a Sony fan. I will always bring this up, that year where Sony released like 20 titles to Xbox's like... Three. Oh, yeah, like three. Yeah, every right. one of the Xbox titles outsold PlayStation titles combined. Which yeah. one was that? Yeah. Uh, I think it was like Gears 3 versus that year that a year where like there was like 15 or so PlayStation games that came out. Yeah. Mm. It was like, it was, I think it was Gears. I think it was a Halo and. I'm going to look it I, up. I'm curious. Halo and Gears. It was 2011. Okay. It was Gears 2011. It was like, if I, uh, if I look up. 2011 in PlayStation games. Yeah. Yeah, it was like Infamous 2, Uncharted 3, Little Big Planet 2, Motorstorm, Resistance 3, Killzone 3, uh, yeah. MLB The Show. Uh, those are all, all those games came out in 2011, and none of them sold anywhere close to what a single Microsoft Gears 3 had. And now, and now the Sony, most people would have saw that and said, 
nah, we gotta we gotta take the gas off. We're wasting too much money here. <laughs> Basically said, these are all successes. Uh, they're all doing well. Uh, let's just let these uh, let let's let them cook. And we got Last of Us from Uncharted of uh, the Uncharted team. We got uh, we got Infamous Second Son, which I will argue is a fantastic launch game and a really great yeah, game. Yeah, I lo- I loved it. I played oh, it right away. Too. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Fa- I think it's a great game. And then they got and then they went from that to Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm looking at this list, and most of it is trash, except for uh, maybe Infamous and Ratchet and Clank and uh, Uncharted, and of but course I mean, Yakuza Four. <laughs> I will say that with that list, that like what that generation of PlayStation did was appeal to a lot of different audiences with their exclusives. So, although like I never was a really like a big Little Big Planet person, like I did know a lot of people who loved that game, and yeah, it was like, fire. they would be like, "Oh, that was my game of that year" or whatever. And it's like, okay, that's cool. Like, but and that's that was the strength of PlayStation at the time. But like on the flip side, Xbox was had a, a had a very good handle on its gamers so it produced the games that it knew that its demographic was really going to buy into I, the issue is they relied on those same three fucking titles it's not that, it's that we, you gotta remember the 360 at that time was the number one console so as a direct yeah. result they had every third party deal known to man so they, they, could, afford to, they, yeah, they could afford yeah. to do three games because up to that point, everyone has already bought a 360 and is going to buy all the third-party games on their platform. The difference now right. is you see with PlayStation now in that 2011, they released like 10, 15 games from first-party studios. Twenty, We're in 2023 right now, and we're going to get maybe three or four first-party studio games, but yeah. the rest of the year is just filled with third-party and third then second-party yeah. games. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's move on. This, this is... We're digging in the weeds. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then our next story is from VGC. This is from Andy Robinson. Source, a big PlayStation showcase is weeks away. So we already knew that Sony has already confirmed that they're doing a showcase. Uh, various insiders, Jeff Grubb being one of them, have all, all but said that we're getting one uh, uh, May 25th. So in a couple weeks from now. They're also indicating that this is definitely a showcase and not a state of play so that's a different tenor of of content that you're getting uh and then a lot of news has come out around this that playstation has essentially made a lot of second party deals with various japanese publishers uh so shout out to the uh seattle our our seattle uh, representatives and their microsoft overlords for that tidbit but uh they made a lot of these second party deals and we're getting a lot of exclusive games coming out for PlayStation of big franchise and IPs uh, from various studios. Uh, and they may or may not be showing up at this showcase. Yeah. So, what is your hype on this? Oh, everybody board the train. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to see... Shit, everything. Um, what's that game that they showed at... Uh... PS5 initial showing in Stellar Blade. Nah, it's that one with that dude like fucking with the monsters. It's kind of like a 2D indie looking game. Little Devil Inside. Oh, oh. Are we ever gonna hear anything about that? Like <laughs> I completely forgot that game. I'm I'm looking to see Pragmata. Oh, okay. Um, Pragmata, yeah. 
you know, a little uh, Parasite Eve, a little, uh, you know. He's <laughs> a Parasite. Hey, you know what? If you can get hey, armored hey, core, if I can get armored core, <laughs> eventually, core, one day you'll get Parasite Eve. The core difference is the Parasite Eve team hasn't put out anything good as they even exist since the last. No, yeah, the third birthday, which was a phone game, by the way. Uh, and the Armored Core team has been essentially making hit after hit and said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's make an Armored Core. I didn't come here for disrespect, Avery. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I, I ain't bad weed. I'm here to disrespect people. I already started with the fuck, man. I'll, I'll bring it to you. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm also excited for this. I, I think... I think at best case, this could be the best showcase we get ever in our lifetime. At the worst case, it's going to be a pretty good showcase. So I, I feel like we're going to win. Either I mean, way. they just got to show Spider-Man and mic drop right there. I'm, I'm, I'm so interested to see how that, like what the actual, I, I want to see gameplay. I, I'm pr- I mean, the game is coming the- out in like three, oh, allegedly yeah. four months. So that you will, right. if Spider-Man shows up, there will be gameplay. Yeah, right. I, I see that shit sliding in right between Elden Ring and Tears of the Kingdom. You think so? No, that is a that I, is okay, right below Elden Ring. Then, <laughs> first of all, Elden Ring was last year, so I don't know why we keep bringing it up. <laughs> here. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like on open critic, how it has you know, oh, the like score stuff. Yes. Yeah, there's no, there's no shot. Uh, no, no. First of all, Zelda is at, if off my memory, is either at, is at my last time I checked, is at 97, 96. I think uh, Elden Ring is somewhere between 95, 94. 95. God, yeah. God of War, which is, quote unquote, the best Sony game that came out. And I will argue the last two God of War is a, a lot, even though I don't like them, are a lot better games than the Spider Man games. Is that mm. somewhere at 94? No, it's at 93, because I, I had this argument with DJ a while ago about. Open critic games going down and not up. He said, nah, more mm-hmm. views and it'll go up. And there was that 94 at the time and it stabilized around 92, 93. I want to say it's 93. So that was, uh, but yeah, I, I don't think, I think the Insomniac team is great at making amazing games, but I mm-hmm. don't think the Insomniac team is great at making, especially with the type of game that Spider Man is going to be, uh, game, of the, game of the year in a not that game. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's gonna if it relo- if it reviews high, that game is getting somewhere between ninety three eighty nine. Mm. If it reviews low, I think it's getting somewhere between eighty five to ninety. I, I see it reviewing. Yeah, high. I'm I'm thinking it's gonna be like around a ninety. Like it's yeah, it's it's because what Spider Man Miles Morales the eighty five, which is really good. I just think like I. It has, I don't know. It has potential. It has potential. I, I yeah, just think yeah. that it might get bogged down with like, because like a really long story. Yeah, not even a really long story, but just like, all right, well, what are you doing in this open world? Like, you're web slinging, and then thirty hours in, oh, you're still web slinging. Yeah, yeah, the argument, what you're going to get, the I, I'm predicting reviews. You're going to get like, oh man, the gameplay was amazing. The story was, story was a great Spider-Man story. Yeah, yeah. and then you're going to get the litigation of. Oh man, I didn't like this about the open world. I didn't like this mechanic, things like that. It's gonna bog that bog it down. But back to the actual showcasing itself, I'm not excited. Uh oh. <laughs> because I would rather be the amount of talk and shit I've heard around this showcase, people are smoking crack. 
people are coming at it with like Sean, like, oh man, Parasite Eve's gonna be there. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Every I say that every year, man. Give me a yeah. Memory. He does, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's his hope. Yeah, That's so like, I run, I, I'm going there expecting a bunch of first party games, a bunch of second party games, a couple of indie games, and I'll be happy if it's a, I'll be happy if it's a solid consistency of games. If mm, they yeah. start so, like, because I don't want. I don't want a PlayStation that is shooting for the moon right now mm-hmm. unless there's something to back it up if that makes sense. Yeah. I think because like I want to point out that we were year three into the year four into the PlayStation 5, and a lot of the games that we were showed that showed off in like the first year and a half had just mm-hmm. disappeared. And not even like, oh, they're working on it. No, no, no. This game has just stopped existing. Like yeah. we were hyped about it and we're, we haven't heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's very. That's a very good point. Like, I think for me, I don't. I don't necessarily have a bar. I just want to see some stuff because I just. It's been a long time since I've seen some stuff from PlayStation. That's like, oh my god, this is cool. But like, if I see Last of Us factions, like gameplay of that, and I see Spider Man, and like, there's just one other, just like. Oh, I didn't even know they were working on that, or like, yeah, because I think there's rumors of like the Metal Gear uh, remaster. Oh, I, I the two, literally a lot of the noise is that PlayStation has made deals with Konami. For mm-hmm. play, as far as I can tell, uh, there's certain people who argue uh, argue the semantics that PlayStation is internally funding these games, hence why they're getting made. And certain people are upset about this. Other people, uh, because of the exclusivity aspect of it. Then right. there's the other thing of uh, that Sony is just doing the same partnership deal that they, they're having with a lot of th- third-party games to make play, to fill out the library of the PlayStation 5 so their first parties have more time to just dilly-dally uh, and make uh, and, and sort of stick, uh, uh, do their game. So, like, there's things about Silent Hill, which we already knew about, uh, Metal, uh, Metal Gear Solid. At some point, uh, people argue that we knew that Vir- uh, Virtuous Studio was making a Metal, uh, doing some sort of Metal Gear project. But shout out to Blessing uh, Junior from Kind of Funny who pointed out that Virtuous has never made a game in their entire lives, and the last game that they worked on is uh, like Demon Souls with uh, oh. with uh, Blue Point. So that Blue Point itself, Blue Point who's been quiet, may be working on a Metal Gear project as of right now. The question is. Is it Metal Gear Three or Metal Gear One? I think in the grand in the grand scheme of what I want games to be, I want it to be Metal Gear One, and then you just keep moving moving forward, making new games w- with that engine going forward. Yeah. But I do think there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of cachet in doing Metal Gear Three first, especially since it's the first part of the Metal Gear saga as it, as we know it. Is so and then okay. what what. Metal Gear Solid 2 is on the boat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With uh, Raiden. The first part is, is the boat, and then the second part is the tanker. So f- is 3 Snake Eater? Or is that Snake, snake Eater a different thing? Yeah, 3 is Snake Eater. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. You know what? Okay. The only two games that have not uh, been released, three games, I'm sorry, since the PS5 reveal event is Goodbye, Volcano High, Pragmata, and a little level inside. Everything else has been released. Hmm. Have you forgotten about Shadow of uh, uh, Knights of the Old Republic? That wasn't uh, at the I PS5 did, reveal. I didn't say the PS5 reveal. I said the first year of the PS5. Oh, okay. 
I I forgot about that remake too. No, I I mean I, I, I ain't getting that. So I don't care about that game. Whatever. Got <laughs> <laughs> the game taken away from them as a reveal that we don't know how to make this game. That was a big story we talked about a while ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember. I remember. Well, and the other game is specifically a new 3D Castlevania, which we'll see. I was a fan of the last Castlevania remake that happened, uh, Lords of Shadow, the first one. The second one is garbage. The first yeah. one is really good sort of. Uh, uh, third person action game. It was not not so much a Metroidvania, but just a really good third person action game. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, and and it's the week of May twenty fifth, so that's gonna be that's gonna be coming up. So we'll we'll definitely do uh some kind of reacts to it, of course. Probably. Because, you know, the, uh, yeah. the, my last thoughts about this because I said I wasn't I was I'm going to be going into this with metered expectations. Mm. Showing me Spider-Man and showing me Last of Us Factions means absolutely nothing to me. Those okay. are two games I already know for various uh, various points I'm going to try. In, yeah. So like, I'm like, there's absolutely nothing you can show me in Last of Us Factions that would be like, oh man, this is going to make me want to play this more. No. So like, mm. I'm not going to get excited. It's To me, the excitement is what are your other dev teams and studios doing? What are those other 10 titles that, uh, those 10 games you're working yeah. on? What are those? What where? What about that leaked uh, sci-fi 3D game with like crazy the shit? Weird. Yeah. 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 What, what, about that studio? what is that studio doing? Oh, if, yeah, is there anything that could convince you to play Wolverine? Absolutely not. Damn. I just, I like and like. Can I pay you? <laughs> Can I pay? It depends. If there's nothing out going on around that time, and you want to pay me and buy the game, and buy the game so I don't buy it, yeah, sure, fuck oh, it, I'll do it. <laughs> I do that. You got platinum, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even realize that Avery was um, uh, your Wolverine hater. Wolverine. No, I, I've been very transparent about Wolverine being my least favorite comic book characters of all time. Okay. 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 I'm like, I'm looking at that game from the perspective of like Insomniac knows how to make games, so whatever they do with that, it should be at least good. So yeah. I should have some kind of good time with it. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we might get some more uh, details on that. Maybe not. I I'm of the mindset that if they're with the tenor of what Insomniac works and the fact that they're multi-team studio, that if we may see Wolverine next year, so we probably will see it this year mm. at the showcase. But I think, considering they're probably going to show Spider Man, I don't. And you have other things that are more important to show off. You I don't, don't see them aping, yeah. taking yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to, yeah. You don't need to do both. That makes sense. Wait, did they say next week or in a few weeks? In a it's twenty fifth. So May the not... Yeah. So it's, oh, it's they're gonna show that. Final Fantasy again. I don't probably know. Uh, I I. Or you think we're going to stay to play for that? A separate one? I well, think... didn't they do a state of play for that already? Yeah, they did two state of plays. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to show yeah. Okay, not... how many did they do for Deathloop? <laughs> okay, to clarify, <laughs> odds are you will see both those games at the showcase it, as a part of a marketing deal. Mm. But as far as I'm aware, unless they want to spoil major shit about Final Fantasy, they don't, you're not going to get a five-minute Final Fantasy thing 
so much as you're probably going to get Final Fantasy in the sizzle reel of games you can look forward to this year. Uh, oh, yeah, same yeah, with Street Fighter with all the... Because, like, we already know... They, they, there's nothing new to show about Street Fighter right now. Yeah. So, like, yeah. there's nothing... You know, say, like, there's, there is more value, unless there are marketing deals I don't know about, because Lord knows that those are what ruin Jeff Keighley shows that these can get <laughs> uh, fudged up in. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we'll see. It's coming up very soon. Uh, But while you wait, listener, here's what you can do. Hey there. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support us, you can by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and the notification bell. That way you'll stay updated to all of our future videos. If you are listening, you can support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast service you are using. After that, you can go to pressxnumber2start.com there you find links to our social media channels and our Discord. Thanks for the support, and now let's get back to the episode. With that being said, let us jump back into the show. Yeah, okay. I've been actually looking for... I made a... Uh, uh, for reference, when, in 2021, I made a fucking full calendar of all the first-party studios for both Xbox mm-hmm. and PlayStation and made a predictive... Oh, yeah. predictive oh you made uh, a whole spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah. I made it. Uh, predictive. Uh, uh, it was just predictive of when and when not we would see these uh, these studios uh, show off new games. I was lost in the sauce with the Xbox One, and that was a whole uh, whole problem. It is what it is. But I don't think that was your fault, though. <laughs> with PlayStation, we're still sitting in a world where we don't know what Ben Studio is doing. We uh, we know we have an idea what London Studio is doing, but we don't know what their brand new game. We haven't seen their brand new game. I can take off Pixel Opus. Uh, Fire Sprite apparently had a new IP that that's not in the uh, new IP that we may get that we may get shown. Team Asobi has been MIA with a brand new Astrobot game. Uh, uh, I hope uh, they I hope they show up. I I yeah I would I would love to play Astrobot game. There is a Malaysia team that is supposedly working on a remake of some cor- of some form. Uh, hmm. And yeah, and then so yeah. Uh, Blue Point is still MIA. Medium is I, I gotta take them off this calendar because their uh, things have shifted. Cyberpunk uh, mm-hmm. is MIA with what we all assume is going to be a new Ghost. Housemark is MIA with probably a brand new IP. Uh, Deviation Game is MIA with a new IP. Probably won't see them. Uh, Haven and Firewalk are both MIAs with new IP that we could see because I, I predicted those are 2024, 2025 games. We, we, we better might. see something from from one or both of those studios at the showcase because okay. like okay jim ryan i see what you're doing yeah <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about uh final fantasy 7 rebirth coming out this year as well i don't oh, i'm only looking at the uh, first first I, I get you i get you and we already know we already, we've already seen some some of that game and they already gave us a release window mm. they said winter right or yeah. next winter when they they said winter 2023 okay all right which yeah. If you understand how months and seasons work, it does not mean the December, but it could easily be yeah. February of twenty twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, you can. I already did the subscriber push, so you can. Yeah, yeah. I'm moving on to our next story. Thing. Uh, so our next story is from BGC as well. This is from Tom Ivan. Mortal Kombat One details a seemingly leaked ahead of an imminent reveal. So the people have been talking about a new Mortal Kombat game for the last couple of weeks. Mortal Kombat. Here's the thing, right? I'm not even I'm not even that big of a Mortal Kombat player. 
I just mm-hmm. I just appreciate Mortal Kombat for like you know all the blood it's still around. The yeah. yeah, you know, so that's all. Just like still holding the old guard. <laughs> it's okay. all you. Go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat. Well, well, one details have leaked. Uh, I seemingly leaked ahead of an imminent reveal. So there's been a lot of Mortal Kombat talk over the last couple of weeks. As Boone has been in the in on the Twitters, uh, spelling words that start with a C for K. <laughs> Uh, there's a big tease that came out. Uh, it leaked early on that this game would be a reboot, and then uh, as of this week, a teaser came out that showed a clock that skipped 12, which would be the next numbered Mortal Kombat, and went to one. So this would be the third, no, the second reboot in the history of Mortal Kombat uh, going forward, and that's cool. Yeah, I... Again, like as a person who I I didn't I think I stopped playing Mortal Kombat at like maybe three or something, but I mm-hmm. followed it and I, I sat and I watched like a three four hour long video thing of um, the Mortal Kombat Eleven story mode, and like I was enthralled by the whole thing. And depending on like how this goes, how this reboot goes, if Sub Zero's still in it. I, I don't I see might. a world where they don't have the uh, core characters from the first, the first eight. Well, if eight it's a nine, reboot, they might do works. something. They might do something different and be like, "Hey, look now, now, uh, Raiden." The only person I see them getting rid of you know? maybe would be like Kano, and I don't think they're gonna get rid of him because they just had him in the movie. Kano, you can't get rid of Kano. Uh, I concur with Sean's train of thought. Uh, I don't think the Mortal Kombat team is interested in not making money by making a game and not putting Scorpion on the on the cover yeah. and doing it with the original main characters. Because otherwise, this, there's no real reason to reboot. They're rebooting because if you've, play, if you've followed the Mortal Kombat narrative over the last 20 years, uh, mm-hmm. they fucked it up by making a lot of really dumb, uh, insane fighting game decisions that got to a point where Liu Kang was a zombie running around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was a fun thing. Uh, uh, and then they also introduced time travel into it, which even further muddled up everything as a, as a super dumb thing. And so, like, as... Ignore... As, 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 okay. I was going to say, here's the original fighters. Johnny Cage, Kano, Raiden, Raiden, however you like to pronounce it, Liu Kang, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Sonya Blade... Those are the playables, and then Reptile, if you did some secret shit, Goro and Shang Tsung. Mm-hmm. I don't see a reboot not having those 10 people. And they may add some more people after that, but there's no way in hell they don't... I, I see a re- reboot that that has six to seven of those characters. Not mm. all of them. Yeah, I... Maybe, maybe not Reptile. Oh, Reptile with that long tongue. Reptile is just another color palette swap of Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Only characters who are safe are Liu Kang, uh, Sonya Blade, Sub-Zero, and Scorpion. I know the only characters I know I will I will bet money are going to be the... will definitely be in this game. Everyone else is up in the air. They think Raiden and Johnny Cage is on the chopping block. They think... They, they also need a black basically man. Basically, ending uh, of the last game? Kind yes. Of cybernetics. Oh, well, I, I didn't look at the ending of the last game, but I hear you. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you talking about Jax. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, it, it just got bloated after a while, and that's a lot it of balancing did. and storytelling and all that good stuff. But I, I hear you. I mean, but that's that's the issue with fighters in general. So like, I I give them props for looking at their roster and be like, okay, like uh, Mortal Kombat 11 was in a good place. So we are going to basically just cut the roster, do a reboot, and like welcome to the new Mortal Kombat. I actually kind of wish that like Tekken would do something like this. They because... have, well, no, I was, I was thinking Soul Calibur. Uh, go on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Tekken, its roster is also ridiculous, and it's just like, like, like for well, the people... Tekken... Oh. I think no, Tekken's I gonna... problem is that they did a full re... uh, they did a full roster reboot with three, and then got cold feet with four, and said, let's get rid of half mm-hmm. of these brand new characters we, put, we made, and just bring back the old Gs. And now you have a roster of brand new characters and old characters that's always adding new characters, but a lot of the new characters are just versions of old characters. So you get a yeah. weird two versions of Master Raven, one who's the Wesley Snipes looking one, and then one who is the <laughs> impossibly young looking ma- old, uh, old black woman who trained him. And then you've got, yeah, yeah. 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 You got martial law yeah. and horse law for some godforsaken reason. For the exact same character. <laughs> then there's also uh, Eddie and Christy too. So yeah, uh, do we still have the kangaroo and the bear? Alex and Roger. Well, oh, bear? bears, Kuma, Panda Kuma and Panda. Because there are two bears. Uh, there's two. Oh well, then shit, both of them and 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 the kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, Alex and Roger. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot of uh, mistakes. Uh, Kuma's the bear. Yeah. Alex is the raptor. Raptor. Yeah. And then there's gone. They got to bring yeah. him back one day. I love man, it. just remaster Tekken 3 and call it a day, man. That's not a bad idea. I'd love to play Tekken And uh, Soul Calibur and uh, Battle Arena to Shinden 2, and then we're good. Yeah, I was bringing up yeah. that Soul Calibur did a full reboot last year <laughs> after doing the second time skip of their franchise history. Mm. Oh. Because there's Soul, there's, there's Soul Edge, then there's Soul yeah. Calibur. Yeah. And then, yeah. There's, yeah. Like, so, then they did... The Soul Calibur had was a reboot. Well, no, it was a time skip where they replaced a lot of the Soul Edge characters with uh, brand new versions. So, like instead of uh, Sophita, we got Cassandra and stuff like that. And then they yeah. did the last game before the reboot, which was Soul Calibur Six, had a full brand new cast of characters who are all like uh, young, like uh, young, younger versions of old characters. So instead of getting Taki, instead of Taki, there was like this weird like. Ninja girl who was her disciple, and then like mm-hmm. Sophia and Cassandra got split into uh, 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 Sophia's kids. Oh. Ridiculous. Yeah. The issue with fighting games is that, which is why I think fighting games should be more platforms than they are uh, releases, is that they try to they try to create a story for all these games, and with the nature of how they work. None of these stories are actually consistent or make any goddamn sense. And after a few game, releases, yeah. yeah. Each game has to build in the last game's narrative, and each game has to introduce a brand new cast while keeping the old cast. So you get weird situations where, like, nothing is more exciting. To, nothing was more exciting when the Street Fighter Six reveal to see all the brand new characters are going to be in Street Fighter. But you can't have a Street Fighter series without like fifth and, and they start arguments without fifteen people looking at the Street Fighter like one through. Five cast thing. This character needs to be here. This character needs to be here. Yeah. Yeah. 
they can just do what Tekken do and just throw people off into volcanoes. Like, just and they don't stay dead. Every Mishima has been thrown <laughs> off the volcano and come back the next game. Mishima's who were already dead came back in old games. Yeah, in, in old yeah. Games. Hey man, big toes on. <laughs> that dude died. <laughs> now nah, I'm back, yo. Fucking June. Assuming Mishima, died. Been, I'm back. Mishima has been has been has been gone looking for milk for like 12 games and she showed back up perfectly like nothing happened. <laughs> Don't get me started with the Tekken games rewriting like oh. retconning the way the devil gene works. Yeah man that it's it's a mess. <laughs> uh. and our last story is from VGC as well. This is from Tom Ivan. Private Division signs a new action adventure IP from Pokemon Studio Game Freak. So Game Freak, who is known for the Pokemon series of games and their main developers of the main Pokemon game franchise, is now working with Take Two on a brand new IP. Uh, the image, the we only have concept art, which has a very fancy esque Ghost of Tsushima vibe. So think Sekiro, I guess. Uh, and that's as far as we know about what's going to be codenamed Project Bloom. Uh, yeah. And Take Two believe it's going to be released in 2026, so three years from now. That is upsetting. That is a long time from now. This is this is cool, but like I'm about to post this. I'm about to put this concept art up. Uh, it. I wish we didn't know that a some, game freak could make something half looking decent. Not not even that. Like, cause Game Freak has made other games that was not it, Pokemon, it, 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 and like. I mean, their yeah. main 75 percent of their portfolio are Pokemon games, but they do make other games. Mm. Yeah, I think I think what's upsetting to me is that I wish this was, I wish this had some movement. Oh my god, that looks terrible. Is that just no? Okay, that's just that. that's just that. Okay. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, like I wish this had some movement to get an idea of like. What's the actual vibe of this going to be like beyond like what we're seeing as a static image? Because it does give off kind of Ghost of Tsushima like vibes, but like a little bit more fantasy. But like, mm -hmm. are they making a third person hack and slash with like this level of detail? Like, are they? I, I, well, is there? We don't know if this is going to be a Nintendo thing, right? This could be. Well, specifically, every other one of their games has been published. Either sub, uh, they've every one of their games that are not Nintendo games have traditionally yeah. they've self-published them in some things or found a third-party developer. And if they found a mm -hmm. third-party uh, publisher, then those games go out to other platforms. There's no shot that Take Two is just making a game for the Switch. And if yeah. it, and with the quagmire that is Nintendo's relationship with Game Freak versus the Pokemon Company and all that bullshit, uh, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell right. you, I, I couldn't tell you if Nintendo has any hands in what's going on here. Right, okay, okay. And then I think the the other side is that because Private Division is publishing this, like the other games that Private Division has published was uh Tembo the Badass Elephant. Uh that was the like kind of like the not like Endless Runner. It was a like side scrolling Elephant. platformer. Yeah, yeah. So to see this, it's like, are we getting a third part? The Tembo, the Badass Elephant? No, I'm talking about, you said Private Division. Isn't this Private Division that's publishing this? Yes, but Private Division, I, I, as far as I'm aware, haven't published a 
that game that you're talking about. Oh, oh no, he just point he's just pointing out other stuff. Sega did Tembo the Badass Elephant. Um uh, DJ, is record. DJ is talking about a game that Game Freak made. Yeah. Oh, Tem oh Game Freak made Tembo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. I got, I got I mean, my... The last my independent game Ross. that Game Freak made that isn't a Pokemon game is Little Town Hero, which released on pretty much yeah. every time. And it didn't review well. No. It looked interesting, though, but yeah, it didn't, didn't do great. But yeah, it's... I, I'm, I'm curious to see what this is. I don't know why this was put out as news when it's not supposed to come out for 2026 so we might not even see anything if i if i I can remember there was probably a earnings call of take two Uh, and this information was in that earnings call i see yeah man it's gonna be interesting especially when everyone was so down on uh pokemon violet and scarlet for how that looked and how that ran to see them working on a bigger game it's like all right cool but then it's also years away so it's just like all right cool there's gonna be what five or six pokemon between now and then before this game comes out so it's just like all right (laughs) so i don't know i don't know i don't want to say i'm indifferent because i really like the concept art but like i'm kind of just like We'll see it, whatever it looks like, because it could it could look like this and then turn out to be like a RTS a samurai game or like a, a side scrolling tree planting game. Yeah, I'm very much of the mindset. I'm very much the similar mindset. I'm waiting. I'm gonna wait and see what Game Freak does. This from this concept art, it doesn't look like anything Game Freak has ever done in my, that I've ever observed. So it very much looks like. It could be anything, and then I'm if I'm just looking at the level of game free games in my like, I would say analysis of the like evolution of Pokemon. This very much doesn't look like something that is in their wheelhouse to make it as their current in their current style. But my only hope is that whatever team is going to get uh, within Game Freak is making this game, they take whatever learnings they have from making this game and take it to Pokemon so I finally get a actual real next-gen Pokemon and not just yeah. a this is the Pokemon game on Switch. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's like even even in the best-case scenario where, like, what you just said, Avery, is the thing that go, that happens, that's like 2027. 2028, baby. So it's like, well, it's the way Pokemon, The way Pokemon games work, especially now, which I think is incredibly dumb is next year the, uh, la- the game released last year uh they will probably release some pokemon dlc this year mm-hmm. and then 2024 at the beginning of the year they'll be like hey guys here's a list of pokemon games also at the end of the year we're putting out the next generation of pokemon games mm. yeah 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 so we'll why, see why stop your uh cash cow your money subscription I thought we were getting a Pokemon cadence where we make a game, we wait a year, then we release a remake of an old game with the brand new game's engine and features, and then we wait Mm. a year, and then we release a brand new game, which gives a cadence of at least three to four years between games. But now they got to this weird period where like, all right, brand new Pokemon game, we're not going to wait time of remake, 
brand new Pokemon game. Like, the year between Sword and Shield and Scarlet and Violet is, like, less than three years. Which I think yeah. is insane. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that has been the news for this past week. We hope you are very full. Ah, <laughs> see what I did there? Uh, next week, I will have some impressions on Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I have literally just woke up. I have a cool new arm, and I jumped off of a platform into another island. It's um, yeah, 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 yeah whatever. Um, Avery, did you want to talk about Apex at all? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hell, this guy's talking about. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, um, so was it season sixteen or season seventeen? It's seventeen. Is this uh okay. seventeen launched this week and it brought a brand new character to the game, Ballistic, who is one of the coolest characters in the game who I think is unnecessarily broken. And I hope to God he gets some sort of nurse going forward. Uh Ballistic is a character whose main ability is that well his passive is that he can hold a third gun. Uh, the only the only uh, weakness is that that third gun can't have any uh, sort of uh, attachment to it, which means it's a perfect uh, it's perfect to hold shotguns because if you're yeah. yeah it's a which when you get into a close fight and you just need to do a burst of sixty damage you don't really need attachments to make a peacekeeper or an Eva or yeah. or even a Mozam really work. Uh, sixty damage is very wishful, but go ahead. Yeah, just gotta just gotta hang them up. <laughs> Uh, his, ta- his tactical is his ability called the Whistler, which is an auto-lock ability that, when it was pr- previously leaked, said it would make shut off guns. But as it is been, has been released, it doesn't. It puts an, uh, a sort of heat debuff on characters that yeah. the more you shoot your... Uh, that, like, when you shoot your gun, builds up, and when it hits crescendo, does damage. So, like... If you're in a gu- if you're in a firefight with someone and you hit him with this tactical, which is auto lock, all you have to do is aim over them, and regardless of where you're facing, once you've triggered the animation, it will shoot them wherever they go. Uh, it will. Uh, is that they- kind of like a better McCree kind of thing, or whatever his new name is? Uh, the Cassidy. Cassidy? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah. It's more, like, it's more like soldier. Oh, oh, okay. That's. But it only does a total of 50 damage, quote-unquote, only. Um, the initial hit is, like, 20, and then once you overheat, it does an additional 30. Yeah, but it's enough to... It, pretty much, it's enough to break shields, and in a firefight where you're doing... A, if you're both shooting each other equally, and they're going to do damage to themselves as much as you damage them, it's sort of game-changing, and it comes to 1v1s. And then his ultimate, which I think is the most broken part of his character, and I think they need to really tune, is that it gives him quick reloads, quick speed, uh, 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 double speed, and then it gives him infinite ammo and turns whatever gun he has in its sling into its highest rarity, which has all gold. Gives the whole team infinite ammo. <laughs> yeah, that's his ability. That's his ultimate. That seems like a problem. <laughs> Granted, it's an infinite amount in reserve, so you don't get a a you don't oh, get to yeah, just so you bust have to reload. Off. Yeah, yeah, you do have to reload. And then how long the does re- that last? The reload, like I said, it's fast reload. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like R9, a good R9 reload is like maybe 2.5 seconds. With this, it's like 0.5. Mind you, it, like it's faster to reload your R9 than it is to switch to another gun. Yeah. 
My, mind you, yeah. you can have all the uh, bullets in the world, but if you're a shit shot, then this does nothing for you. True, but you got a lot of bullets and you reload really quick. <laughs> that's why you play on four point. That's why you play on four three classic, and you get into close range fights with people with an R not. That you don't. That you. That, that it's. That's not here though. I think he's a really he's a really cool character. Like I really like his kit. Every part of his kit sort of works in concert with to like to sell his character. I think it's really cool. I do think he is overtuned, and I I want them to yeah uh, change some things because like the speed boost, like the, he also gets super speed when he uses his ultimate. The entire team, and if you combine that with Maggie Ball and uh mm. and then like an Octane <laughs> Octane or Bloodhound, they become Fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. Where they move fast enough that I think they even break aim assist. Wow. Yeah, I, I've been using him a little bit. I just need to get used to him, but it's pretty nifty. He's if yeah. you're he's a character where he's the type of character that if you're building comps, you have to build around that around him to take it. Like he you you can't slot slot him into a standard uh zone or standard edge comp. You have to build a specific like rushdown comp with him to get value because he has no real like survivability utility. Yeah. Okay. Is there any uh, like counters for him right now? No, as far as I can tell, no. Okay. I mean, that might be the next character because they do weird shit. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, but when they showed off Catalyst, we we're all like, oh man, she's gonna make she's gonna be like the Seer nerf character. And there were at least three seasons of that character existing in the game where the meta was I. Put up a callus wall, drop a seer ult, and just shoot people through a wall. I suppose. Um, I, I I probably will use uh, ballistic just because, as Avery knows, I forget to use my damn abilities, my my tacticals, and my ultimate. So uh, this isn't a make or break if you use this tactical and ultimate with this with this character. Yeah, okay. I, uh, I, what I've observed in my gameplay with Sean is he's a very gun-focused player. I have a gun-focused player. Uh, whatever the button that is to attack is the button that Sean will traditionally press. What I mean that is <laughs> gunfights, Sean won't even mention that he's run out of ammo. He'll just start swinging in the middle of a gunfight. And I'm like, I'm trying to win this, like, 2v3. And I'm like, oh, my teammates just swing when there's, like, Bitch! <laughs> things that we could, that we, and we die. And typically, ninety percent of the time, we die when that happens. Like, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> maybe I'll bust my head off. It's one of those things where, like, when Gibraltar was the most broken character in the game, uh, I would get Sean to play it because Sean had talked about how he has a relative high skill ceiling with pretty much every character in the game. He just plays every character, he doesn't specialize anything. So I make him play Gibraltar, but he didn't have the game sense to know when to use Gibraltar's uh, abilities during fights. Uh -oh. If I didn't yell at Sean to bubble, then he wouldn't just he wouldn't bubble, and we like we, we, we would bubble, bubble, bubble. So uh, we it, it ended up being a situation where I had to learn Gibraltar, and that put that allowed Sean to flex to characters where he it really suits his style, like Fuse. Like I will, I will, I will, I will shit on Sean for a bunch of his character choices, like the Bangalore choice. So I just even if she's meta now, I still will refuse to play with you if you pick Bangalore. Uh, yeah. But. He, like fuse works really well for him in the way he likes to play the game, which is like to just yeah. Uh, but that's not, that's not the only. So like yeah, I, I really want to see how this character uh, affects the high level of competition with this game, because like I said, he can't. You really can't play him on a standard uh, zone or edge comp. You have to build a comp around him to use his abilities. I want to see 
what teams cook up to take advantage of this character. And yeah. Because I would I would really like to see land where it's not every team using Valk, Seer, uh, uh, a Catalyst. That's the current meta because of how broken the yeah. two character interactions are. They also updated World's Edge where they got rid of Fragment East and Fragment West. Uh, and now, well, they re- Most remodeled Most of it. <laughs> well, we, they remodeled them. And they added this cool area called the, uh, the uh, Apex Museum. Uh, we'll see if that changes the way the player uh, players uh, engage with the map. I doubt it. They've also changed. They also, they've taken the uh, building from uh, that area. And they moved them to Lava City. Just got rid of that map. So now, Big Mod. It's a weird, interesting nerf to Big Mod versus Lava City. I, those two POIs used to be used in tandem, but the, this new map design weakens the loot density in that area, so that, that's interesting to see. Uh, and then they added a brand new survival item, which is the redeploy balloon. Yeah, which, that is area, very helpful. In an, in, in an era, which is essentially, it, there are balloons along the map that allow you to redeploy whatever you feel like. Uh, the redeploy is an item where you can drop that generates a balloon wherever you are, and that for like 30 seconds or an hour, uh, to a couple minutes, the balloon will sit there, and you can use it to just redeploy forever as long as it remains. It can't it be disappears dis- in under it disappears in under sixty seconds, which is long enough for you to use the deploy. The most interesting thing about this is how it's going to affect the Valk Valk's pick rate, because mm-hmm. with her no longer being a beacon legend, they're constant nerfing to her Skyward Dive, and now this item, which pretty much is her ultimate, but anyone can use it. We'll see how teams adjust to that. Yeah, it is very interesting. Uh, it doesn't allow people to follow you because it explodes itself destructs fast enough where people can't follow you. Yeah, uh, all in uh, terms it, of they it, use the same thing that you, you're using. Exactly. Correct. That being, that being said, it can also it's also destructible. So if someone sees it go up, it can be shot down, and that's its big. Uh, that's the only thing that saves Valk's click rate because I would yeah. trust I would trust a Valk alt more than I can trust using a balloon in the middle of third rings of. Uh, they introduced a weapons mastery system, which is a quality of life thing that's just like here's Fresh. stats and numbers to like see uh, a, a new, I guess, a new grind to add to the game. Essentially, as far as I can see it, I don't. They need don't... to refine every system about this shit. You can get to a level 100 mastery, but there is no special skin for hitting 100 on there. Well, I, as... I, I. I believe they just give you enough that you can buy a skin with like materials. I, I guess for people like me and you, that shit is useless to me. I, I can buy any skin I want. I just haven't. Um, I mean, go ahead. No, I mean, I, I don't. I you 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 lump the two of us into it. Where I think, like, for me, as someone who I buy character skins more than I buy gun skins, so I mm. like have, like maybe. A couple of gun skins that like I really really like I just didn't get in bundles. I like this system, or at least the end game of it all, because like oh, give yeah. me crafting materials to actually buy a skin for this gun that I like. So I'm I'm fine with that. I think it is a little bit underbaked. Yeah, and I because like what you're asking for would require way more development than they probably want to do. Because that's like they're at like twenty plus guns in the game, which means that they would have to make. 20 bespoke mastery skins for all of these guns, which I think they don't want to do. I I will ask them to do. Uh, And then the last thing, last major change we got is that they changed rank. 
and I'm not going to talk about how bad that is in Ooh. that. Oh, um, wait, wait, real quick about the mastery system before you, you jump. Um, what what is the what you get at the end of the map? Is it just you just you can earn points to get a skin ultimately you can unlock one of the legendary okay. skins or right. whatever you do with it towards the end um they made it a little counterintuitive though because apparently you run faster in the game if you have your gun tucked away but with this new weapons mastery system you get points just for holding your gun out you, you got more points for holding your gun out than actually shooting people it is what? is underbaked Kind of baked. Uh, okay. As he said, I just need some like tuning, refining. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then they fucked up rank. I'll just say it. Uh, they changed the way the rank system work in that now it is a it, do, it now does placements like pretty much every other uh, multiplayer shooter that has a rank system where you play a couple of games and it ranks you based on your performance during those ten games or so. It puts you in an elo and allows you to rank up from there. Uh, but. But the issue that people have discovered so far is, one, there is a flat fee for every rank. So, like, at rank, like, silver, you're going to lose the same uh, uh, rank points or ladder points that someone who is in Predator would lose if they died off spawn. Everyone has the same entry cost. And what I'm going to give a shout-out to Chris Sweet Dream Sexton for showing off the fact that you can get to Predator now with this new rank system. By absolutely doing nothing. He just ratted the entire game up to he, Predator uh, ranking. He didn't just rat. He had absolutely zero damage, zero kills, 50 games played, and he got to Predator. You, wow. you can, now, Sweet is one of the best IGLs in the world, so there is the argument that he did a lot of IGLing with his two random teammates to get him into positions where he didn't need to shoot his gun, which is one of his... his mm skills as an IGL, which proud, proud of him. He also has probably relatively good MMR from being a Predator in the past. But it's the sheer fact that he revealed that, and then the entire way rank works now has shifted to either teams running it down because nothing really matters uh, in yeah. terms of all I need to do is survive the top 10, and I'll pretty much uh, bottom out at points, and so I can kind of do, do whatever. Or all three members of your team just drop off, go hide in random parts of the map, and then whoever survives the lo longest ends up getting you points to rank up. Come together like butt cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. The rank kind of sucks right now, but it is what it is. Re hopefully Respawn fixes it soon. I'm hoping they do. Because, like, I like playing ranked. I'm like, this is the most advantageous for someone who's not the highest elo, because now I can just easily get up there. But it doesn't necessarily make me better at the game if I'm not flexing yeah. the problem solving skills that I normally would use. You're gonna run into a real player and get clapped up. The final thing I want to talk about, I forgot. It's not even fucking rank, fucked up break though. They redid the entire firing range into its own separate map. Oh yeah, that is beautiful. It is its own separate map with different locations, tiers, and and like anything you can think about in terms of practice in this game. You can now do with the firing range. The dummies that last update were able to now move independently without triggering a goddamn uh, uh, Easter egg. Secret, yeah. Now can shoot guns, so now you can get actual like live fire training with these dummies, and you can raise the level of their uh, their difficulty, which is interesting. Yeah. 
you can practice armor swapping. There are areas, there are like buildings that you can practice like indoor fighting and things like that. Uh, like the, this is the perfect. I spent more time in the firing range in this new season than I have actually playing the game. That's also because they brought back King's Canyon as a map, and I fucking hate that map. So I'm, I'm just <laughs> playing the game when it's King Canyon Day. Uh, yeah. All right, well, yeah. I'm super excited. Finally, uh, just a little update on Chia. The villain is a baby eater. All right, cut the feed. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. <laughs> he shows the video. It's proof. It's just wild. But yeah, you'll find out that by playing Chia and getting all the way to the end and watching that horrific video. Enjoy. All right. Well, that has been it for the podcast. The place, I almost said PlayStation, the Press X to start Gamers Digest podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Don't forget to like, to subscribe, hit that notification bell because we need those three things. But if you are listening and not watching, you can also do us a solid. By leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or podcast service you are currently using. Thank you. I know you're doing it right now because I'm watching you as you're listening to me. Watch you. Listening to you watch me. You can join our Discord if you want to hear great conversations. Here. If you want to have great conversations, join our Discord at pressxnumber2star.com slash Discord. Once you do that, you're cool. You're cool with us, and we appreciate that. And we thank you. So please help us so we can thank you. All right. Uh, be safe. Play games. Enjoy Tears of the Kingdom if you got it. I, I actually bought myself a um, Switch Pro controller to, to do this because there's no way I'm using those. How did you not get that at launch? I, yeah. Yeah. I, I understand. I think the doll, like the Switch sliding thing that they gave you from. Yes. With your big ass hands. Hey, man. Hey, look. Hey, look. No one's perfect, okay? We all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. I mean, we're so in the Switch. <laughs> we all make mistakes, Avery. <laughs> doesn't give a shit about controllers. I have two pro controllers. Hey, Avery, he still doesn't have an uh, expansion slot on his PS5 field. Let's, let's hey, look, okay. shame him. Hey, nah. look, you know. Sometimes, sometimes you just have to learn the hard way by deleting your favorite nah, games. Nah. <laughs> I mean, uh, to be fair, I have to buy brand new expandable hard, uh, hardware. I have to upgrade mine because I, ha- I bought one terabyte and I was like, oh man, I'm fine. But what happened was I just didn't delete games and now I'm in an era where oh. every game is like 100, 100 gigs. And like I have just a bunch of shit on my my console that I just don't delete. And I'm like, yeah, some of this shit's gotta go. You said you wouldn't do that, Avery. You said you wasn't gonna hoard games. I said, I'm gonna get me a two terabyte. Sean, you're just gonna be hoarding games. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you're absolutely correct. And what absolutely happened was my gaming habits changed. And what ha- changed was I used to be just playing games all the time. Now I'm playing games maybe once or twice a week. And so the amount of games I finish in Platinum has dropped tremendously. And as a direct result, I just, games just sit on my sit on my hard drive waiting for me to Platinum them. Because I'm of the mindset that once I delete this game, I never... I'm not that. installing it. Yeah, no, I get it. I, yeah. I get it. I just uh, Platinum Monster Boy and I deleted it. I just want to Platinum it to get it out of my life. That's why I still have uh, Guardians of the Galaxy on my PlayStation. 
as Sam as well. And, it's, and why, <laughs> it's why it's why I it's why I have still have Marvel's Avengers on my my hard drive, even though I haven't t- played that game in months. Oh, you can delete uh, that. I I'm like two trophies away from the platinum. I just have to play a couple more hives. We hmm. live in a different life. I got I got maybe three games of my hard drive. <laughs> Yeah, I got by like right. 40, 50. <laughs> you be safe again. You take care. You enjoy your game day, your game day of gaming. Uh you say hi to your mama. You say hi to your family. Happy Mother's Day and peace out, you know.